Hi, this is Ishan, and you're listening to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. This is the second episode this week already, and it's episode number 74. I'm your host, Dario, as always, and as you already heard, uh, I have Isan calling from Norway. Uh, good to see you over Skype and good to talk to you. How are you, Isan? I'm good, all things considered. And you? I'm good. Thank you very much. Um, we want to know all about um, your new EP, Pharos, of course. We're going to talk about this in a second, but we like to start our shows with a little section that we call What's in Your Walkman? So I, um, I, I, I want to ask you, uh, what, what have you been listening to lately? Uh, any bands or specific songs that stu stood out that you like to, to come back uh, in the last uh, days or weeks anything that stood out yeah i'll just uh, i'll have to check my phone <laughs> uh, i think um, yeah on recently played um, i um, i've been listening to a lot of uh, stravinsky oh wow uh, the spring offering um uh, jerry goldsmith the omen soundtracks that is kind of a you know nostalgic thing for me <laughs> yeah i've uh, been listening to a lot of bernard herman you know from psycho and and uh, taxi driver so a lot of uh, soundtracks uh, some rakes up some yeah. old black sabbath you know the born again album there's uh iron maiden somewhere in time uh yeah that, that's that's a cool eclectic uh, uh, list right <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, for my, my entry for, for the What's in Your Walkman section for this episode, um, for you as an explanation, we, we do Spotify playlists that accompany the podcast, the broadcast episodes. And um, yeah, in addition to the new singles and of course, like a best off of uh, the artist I'm talking to, I will add some of the recommendations from from you that you just gave us, and also I'm, I'm okay. That uh, <laughs> might not be might not be totally you know the cup of tea of your 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 listeners, but, uh, yeah, but, but maybe you I, know the, the, it, it is it is the the most proggy thing to not stick to prog. I would say um, so. I like to include stuff that is not generally considered as prog metal or whatever into this playlist i think it's it's uh yeah refreshing yeah no it's a i i uh, i guess it is it, a professional thing as well um you know you work with some you know musical textures all the time it's very refreshing to i i often go you know elsewhere for inspiration uh, which i think is natural and uh I guess I'm I'm so old now that I really just differentiate between I I love great music, not a big fan of bad music, and it's so <laughs> so subjective, you know. So, but that then again, that's the great part of you know of art in general. You can't really tell someone, uh, even though you don't agree with their taste, you you can't uh, say they they're not feeling what they're feeling. 
you know. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, my my entries for for this episode's uh, what's in your Walkman list uh, would be I, I I thought I would stay in Norway. Um, last week uh, we had a new single from Enslaved uh, called Uryotun. I hope I I pronounced it some somewhat correctly. <laughs> um, it sounds more like it should be Uryotun. Uryotun. Uh, yes. I, I wouldn't. I, 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 I haven't heard that yet, so I might be wrong. Iryotun um, uh, from the new album Utgard that's going to be out on October 2nd. And it's the third single of that album. And it uh, it took me a bit by surprise because it was like there was a two-minute intro that like was kind of psychedelic and didn't change that much. And it felt really long, and then suddenly there was a big change, and it felt really proggy, and it was really interesting. And I'm really looking forward to to listening to to it more, and also, of course, the whole album um, that's oh, going to be out in in October. And the other um, Norwegian band I want to give a shout out to is uh, a prog rock band called Fatal Fusion, and they put out a new album that's called Dissonant Minds uh, back in July. And I'm also gonna add a song of that album. Um, yeah, that was nice. the "What's in Your Walkman" section. Now we want to talk about your music, of course. And Faros um, is out actually today. When the episode drops, we're gonna uh, put out the, mm -hmm. the episode on Friday, September 11th. And it's going to be the second EP that you're releasing uh, this year. First one was Telemark uh, back in February. And um, they have quite a different feel that's quite obvious from, from, the, from the beginning that, that, that they're kind of exploring different musical ideas and worlds. So... I'm really curious how you came up with this concept of doing two different EPs. Well, it is, again, you know, I I, I had these conversations uh, with my wife. She's kind of my secret sparring partner for all things creative, as with so so many other things. And uh, she's been challenging me for a while, for many years, really, to to kind of do a deep dive and do something very purely black metal oriented again you know as that's uh, as kind of playing on my my strong points if you will and um, and um so i was open to that but i uh, i was not open to do that as a full album i would find that too limiting you know to to, to have generally i just all all my my kind of conceptual ideas are really for my own entertainment and to put myself in situations where i'm as excited and in when I first started, that's that's kind of my 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 main focus to, to find conceptual ideas like that. And um, uh, but I, I was open for for the idea of doing it in like a shorter format, but then also to do like the the mirror image, yeah, you know of that. So so basically, I think I, I started out just with, you know, I, I write up all my albums or projects. I have this one book where I, I just um, write up all my ideas before you know starting writing any music, and this time I just split uh, split uh, uh, the page in two, mm -hmm. and uh, you know for for some kind of sonic texture that I would put you know as a note on one side, 
I would do the opposite on the other. You know, so conceptually, you know, these, these there's like uh, with Telemark, everything is of course within my roots, musical roots, where I came from, also geographical roots, cultural roots. You know, I'm singing, so it's all about what's close to heart. And um, with Pharaohs, it's uh, and even the instrumentation. You know, it's a rock band in the brass section. That's that's it. And uh, but with Pharaohs, it's of course me exploring much more of, uh, for me, um, more unfamiliar sounds. And uh, conceptually, I think the titles, even the cover songs, kind of indicate travel. You know, with roads, Manhattan skyline. It's stuff that is is far away. Uh, and uh, so, uh, uh, so the kind of perspective is also very different. So uh, yeah, it, it was very interesting to uh, to single out. I mean, there there's been elements of both EPs throughout my catalog, I think, but by uh, kind of distilling out these elements, I guess I could go further in either direction. And, and so I guess clean the slate a bit before after eight as uh, i have quite consistently been producing one full-length album approximately every second year since i was 16 so it was kind of nice to do something something else for a change wow wow that's uh that's indeed impressive um there and uh, i i would have uh, i i would need to agree absolutely with you that um these elements would be that that you kind of separated for these two EPs were always like living side by side and simultaneously throughout your uh, solo catalog um, so yeah any any Isan fan saying we, why, why does he make why is he making pop music now when he listens to Pharos I would say wait this He's been doing stuff like this on his solo albums for quite a while now. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. So it's, it wouldn't be, you know, for, for those who may have, you know, you know, heard you know, full albums that I've done, it probably most would pick up that I, there there have been elements of those those types of arrangements and those kinds of uh, atmospheres in there. But of course, it's. Uh, one thing is it is to have it like uh, as a touch you know within a song whereas you know to have full songs it, it's an, an entirely different thing but um uh, as, again referring to what i said earlier i mean i've been had i had this huge privilege of being able to do this for a living since i was 16 and uh, i think i owe it to myself and to those who have followed along and kind of kept me going to to just do my best and and excitement of you know pushing the envelope I can do musically so so uh, um, I, and to be honest I, I don't really consider how things will be perceived I, if if I've learned anything from having been in this industry for such a long time to be in sync with you know what you know people listen to your music like and what you yourself are focusing on it's very hard you know it's uh, i've never experienced to be in sync with that because by the time you know something comes out my head is already 
you know, somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, on on Faros, um, of course, with with this uh, more melodic approach, you also um, we also hear a lot of you uh, a lot more of you singing clean vocals, and uh, especially. Mm -hmm. uh, I found the the your 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 performance on the Portishead cover roads uh quite quite touching and and uh beautiful um and Oh thank you. <laughs> I think it was last week also that uh the Guardian was uh, the the website or the, the the newspaper the Guardian was putting out an an article about uh your new EP and enslaved's Uh, new album and also um, Ulver's new album, and uh, uh, kind of mm -hmm. did a little write up on where where these uh, three Norwegian bands coming from this heritage or this this um, musical having this musical history in the nineties where, mm -hmm. where 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 you all ended up or not ended up but, but where you where you progressed to where where you were. Going to and where you are now, and there's this quote um, from from you actually that that where you said um, black metal has the same potential for aggression as death metal, but it also lends itself to desperation and fragility, and there's more existential depth. And I think uh, maybe you 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 went all in with the fragility in 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 these karma sounds especially on the on on that uh portis head cover i had the feeling to like, like you you really went all in yeah, but with the on the fragile side absolutely but but this is uh you know for, for my experience for that is is from say like from early battery you know if, if you're familiar with the catalog of, of, of battery and you know you you would It's kind of black metal style voice, but in such a way that sometimes, you know, it would break up into his his regular voice. It wasn't it wouldn't be always persistent, and but usually at points in the lyrics that are kind of very touching and personal. And even though you know from that perspective, you can, but it it is kind of a channeling like. When he on for all those who died, you know, he's saying knowing death alone could cleanse them, and it's a it's it, it there's an emotion to it. There's certainly a personality to the sound that in that breaking point, and in a different way, that's one of my fascinations with Portishead in general. But but also that song in particular where Beth Gibbons she's kind of singing at that breaking point in her voice. It's so quiet. It's kind of that breaking point between chest voice and head voice. You know, it's a, it's a very, I kind of transposed the key to my voice where I register, you know, at, at, to that breaking point, because there's, uh, yeah, I, the juxtaposition of the, the almost distorted sounds, you know, and the, 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 quietness and kind of gentle way of performing the instruments and the vocals it, there's there's such an extreme tension in that so that uh, that was something that i really wanted to explore very very interesting insights here um 
Isan is your solo project, of course, and uh, but you also had um, other people playing with you on on your albums and your releases. Um, apart from the from the one that stands out is ov obviously Einar uh, Solberg from Leprous singing on the Man Manhattan Skyline cover. Was there anybody else uh, involved uh, in the making? Of Faros, um, as far as musical personnel go. <laughs> oh, no, uh, no, it's uh, of course it's um, uh, uh, my wife Heidi who's been producing all the vocals, you know, because she knows my voice so well. She she knows when to to push for more and when when I reach my limit. In a sense, that that has been she has been very kind of influential on that part as as so many other things uh in my in my work uh, but of course there's also um, uh, one of my two live drummers this time it was to, tobias solbach yes who's been been my live drummer for quite a few years but he's never recorded with me before so i've recorded with from previous and he's been recorded my you know been drummer for my album since my fourth solo album i think but given these two eps i think and since they both have been sharing live duties with me kind of equally uh, over the last few years it was very interesting to to have him be part of of that interpretation so but beyond that i think uh, there's there's really no one else yeah, that's uh... and of course, of course, Jens Bogren who mixed it. <laughs> you know, there's there, of course, but uh, but uh, as for artistic input, that's uh, that's about it. Yes. Wow, um, and and the the the, the choirs in the title track um, is that you and Heidi singing or and and layering? Yeah, yeah and I, I I think also the kids also in there <laughs> your kids you mean yeah yeah okay They're, they 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 both is you know take singing lessons and do music they're they're environmentally damaged like that <laughs> <laughs> with with parents like that uh no wonder um and yeah. of course uncle I, uncle einar i mean it's <laughs> it's easy when i mean he's he's my my youngest brother-in-law you know so yeah. it's um so they kind of grow up, to, and my mother-in-law is also a classical vocal teacher. So they yeah. they grew up thinking that that this is what people do, <laughs> <laughs> like make songs and make records and do live shows. Yeah, yeah. Ab about live shows, um, when when I finally uh, got to know your musical word and check you out, it was around the time of Arctis. Um, or after after Arctis was released, and Arctis came out in 2016, and that was exactly the year where I my, my personal taste or um, horizon widened and broadened so so much in terms of what I could take and actually enjoy in extremer um, subgenres of prog metal. Um, that was it, it mm -hmm. came came around quite the perfect time timing for me 
And um, I also had the opportunity to see you headlining the Complexity Fest in Holland then. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And I actually didn't check now um, on Setlist FM or, or anything, but from what I remember that... You mostly do more, more, more the the festivals and uh, uh, as opposed to to longer tours. I mean, now everything's different with the, with the worldwide uh, corona crisis, obviously. Uh, but it is is this? Uh, does my memory serve me right that that you're you're not the uh, someone who is going on longer tours? And rather, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, the 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 special festivals and stuff. Um, yeah, at the end of two thousand eight, uh, end of two thousand eighteen, there was I did my first bus European tour since nineteen ninety nine. Ah, yes, I remember. So, uh, so, I remember now. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, beyond that, I've been only been doing been doing festivals really and short shorter trips like to. Like a sh small tour to Australia or Japan or, or something like that, and um, it's a matter of preference, really. Uh, I I was never big on on that whole tour style, and um, and um, I was always very much a studio rat <laughs> uh, in that respect. Uh, but but uh, I've come to you know I've had some amazing musicians with me and really. Uh, Kind of reacquired the taste for for performing live, uh, and um, where, uh, where you quoting? Uh, all the, all the, where were you quoting uh, an, an an album title by your uh, little brother-in-law? There, <laughs> no, no, not uh, a song oh, title. <laughs> acquired taste. Oh, oh, acquired taste. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry for interrupting. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, Leprous started out, you know, as uh, as uh, for the first years, I they were my backing band for for playing live. So so we've been kind of all over the world together, you know, and and we, like the first time I went to Japan, I mean, they got the, you know, so but since then, of course, they've grown to be like a massive force in their own right, and yeah, and. Uh, I'm, very happy for them to to be so and i i was just i know was actually just here uh because oh. we've been working together here at the cabin so and um yeah he's been playing me some new stuff <laughs> <laughs> oh yo you, i lucky. got the inside on that lucky lucky <laughs> you um about live shows what what i uh, i mean the the show was fantastic and and you even um managed to not butcher celestial violence on your own Uh, back then, oh, when I saw you in uh, at, at the Complexity Fest, uh, but there was one thing I was I was a little bit missing, and that was a a bass player. Oh yeah, but but uh, but uh, for Arctis, and there's no bass on Arctis or or Amr. None of those albums have bass on them. Okay, and and. Yeah, so I, 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 I recorded everything with a Moog. Oh, nice! All the, all the bass parts are performed by a Moog, uh, Moog uh, synthesizer. That's that's very very interesting. Um, I mean, I've been listening to to these albums the last days as well. Um, 
leading up to this interview and also, of course, to the release of Faros. And uh, but I'm gonna listen to them again now and trying to 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 distinguish the the Moog parts, um, especially and but it's it's more it's more of a sub element because yeah. uh, and this yeah, was sure. some, this was something because I I I've also written you know for seven string but also a lot for eight string, and there's really yeah. no purpose of of you know putting octave parts you know be, beyond. Below eight guitar sharp, you know, it's it's just uh, that's just uh, not practical for bass guitar. So so uh, as soon on my third solo album, when I started writing for for eight string guitars as well, I had to kind of reevaluate, you know, the bass player part. Yeah. In a way, you you can't really just you know do octaves anymore. You just have to to rethink that, and sometimes you can actually interchange. You know the the guitar parts and the and the bass part like switching the register, yeah. uh, and uh, but but for all practical purposes and, and since again I have been playing a lot of music you know with a traditional setup it uh, I uh, it it was interesting to kind of yeah just give that low end you know a different flavor you know for yeah, for a while that's very cool and uh, uh, it, it it has a it definitely has a def different feel to to uh, what uh, was on the f on on your earlier solo albums with uh, Lars Norberg uh, playing some beautiful bass lines here and there, like this uh, had had yeah. totally yeah very different feel, um, and yeah, is is it? I think it's quite interesting to to listen through through the discography and and yeah, see see the the the, the progressions from from album to album and that uh especially between between das seelenbrechen and arctis i thought there was there was a huge uh difference uh to hear there oh yes uh because i i thought uh yeah as a german i also would love to to ah okay would love to um and no, how how did you um, come up with with this title, this this uh, German album title? Um, where did it uh, uh, derive it's from? It's, it's, it's taken from uh, uh, a Nietzsche aphorism. Okay. Uh, uh, because I'm a huge Nietzsche fan, and uh, and I I was reading up some of his aphorisms over over again, and I think uh, that album was my approach of throwing everything I knew out the window and just go all in for improvisational stuff and experimental stuff, you know, like in how I imagined like the Amanda Galas or, you know, later Scott Walker would approach, you know, music, you know, in, in, in uh, opposition to that very planned, very written out, you know, parts of, of doing extreme metal. Which is very doesn't really lend meditation, but uh, with with the state of mind that um, uh, you know trying to reflect on what what is my my musical goal, and I I come to realize that my every every album and every song is got like another attempt of reaching this kind of uh, far off 
point of reference that is, is like perfection, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's not a sad feeling. It's not a good feeling. It's just like where you lose yourself in music or, or, or piece of art. And I didn't have a name for it. But when I, as soon as I read, you know, that Nietzsche aphorism and saw the word, you know, the wording, you know, where the soul breaks yeah. from was the closest I've come to a description of that feeling. You know, wow. and then it made sense to, to, yeah. to yeah. and it's also taken from a very beautiful aphorism. Yeah. So, so, so um, from from that album to or toward from artists on, then you 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 went back to more uh, more structured songs now, and of course on the new uh, EP Pharos, that's uh, taken to to a to a new extreme in the in the less extreme metal sense. And uh, I urge you all to check it out out there. It's a it's a beautiful, brilliant e- EP. I really, really love it. Um, I can't get enough of it. Actually, it's it's really beautiful. Well, thank and you. I, and I and I thank you for for talking to us for taking the time. Uh, we need to wrap this up uh, now. Um, thanks for calling from your Norwegian cabin. Uh, apologies for the little breakups uh, uh, in the connection to our listeners. Thank you, Isan. Thank you guys. Thank for you listening. so much for your support. Um, take care of yourselves, take care of your loved ones, and as always, listen to great music. Thank you so much. The broadcast is a production of Stuas Media and is recorded at the Moonbase Studios in Munich. It is produced by Randy M. Salo, Janine Stengel Lewis, Blake Lewis, Kai Metzner, and Dario Albrecht. Our theme music is by This Is Not An Elephant.